0: We're live. Good evening, lunatics. <clears throat> uh, not sure how everything's working right now because uh, pretty much my entire desk exploded about ten minutes ago, and uh, my drink got spilled. My monitors quit working, uh, so I don't I don't know what kind of shape we're in right now. But we're about to find out.
1: <clears throat> I suggest you quit drinking before you produce this podcast.
0: Well. <clears throat> um, I'm pretty sure that's a pot calling a kettle black. So,
1: <laughs> well, listen, my stuff didn't uh, blow up. Okay.
0: Well, <clears throat> anyway,
1: see, to practice, you're drinking a little more. Maybe you're just well, not no, quite as, uh, that, quite as, a, you know,
0: that is certainly a possibility. Um, gosh, I'm still,
1: I've still got a droopy nose. I apologize in advance, but. It's the only remnants I have of whatever this crap is I've had for the past month. Took it to Aspen with me, took it to the truck show with me. Uh, <coughs> it tried but, to get um, me,
0: but I was too powerful for it.
1: I think I'm, I think I'm about to get over it, <clears throat> hopefully. So, anyway, you know, I haven't been on the podcast. This is, this is um, uh, my first one in three weeks. So I was in Aspen two weeks ago with the grandkids, and last week we didn't do one because we were at the truck show. Right. We tried to do one, but the uh, the neighbors next door weren't going to allow it, so yeah. we had to shut it down a little prematurely, I guess. But anyway, uh, it's nice to be back.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, we're I put together a little presentation with some pictures um, so that we can. Uh, let me see. going to fix that. It's any better? No, it's not any better. Um, do you want to hear something funny? Go
1: ahead. I'm hearing you through my speakers on my Mac. Okay. I'm hearing you, me through my headset.
0: You have to change your, um, you have to change it from your computer on your audio, change it from uh, your computer speakers to the codec.
1: Where do I do that?
0: Up the top where it has the, uh, where it has the uh, speaker up the top in the tray. Should be up the top.
1: Oh, yeah. I see it now. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. Does that matter?
0: That's my, yeah. Story. I had All to right. do the same thing.
1: Now I don't feel like I'm talking to myself. So, um, Dave Thomas, no, we don't <clears throat> just sound good? We look good. Okay. Come on. Admit it. Right. Right. <clears throat> oh,
0: my gosh. Um, anyway, well, we appear to <clears throat> be, uh, Live on TikTok as well. So I think I've kind of, I might've got that fixed. Uh, I don't
1: have to have a thousand followers or a thousand people to love me.
0: Well, I, what I have done here is kind of a bootleg, uh, version of putting TikTok. I basically got just my iPad looking at my screen and I've got audio coming in from the podcast to TikTok. So hi TikTok. You guys should be hearing us. Um,
1: Listen, Congress is not going to like you you know, manipulating TikTok around the, you know, the, the, the,
0: the um, well, this ain't going to be the first, this ain't going to be the first time I've ever heard these words, but <laughs> Congress can kiss my fat ass.
1: Yeah. I understand.
0: <laughs> um, um, gosh, I'm, I'm still making a, an awful mess on this desk. It is, uh, I'm pretty much going to have to tear it all down after we're done and start over. Uh, anyway, well, uh, uh-huh. so, yeah, in Larry's absence, we had uh, Tony strongcheck and we had uh, we had old Larry L Boogie, um, who we got to hang out with at the truck show. We didn't get to see Tony, he wasn't out there this week, but we did get to hang out with a lot of interesting people. And uh, <coughs> chief among them, right there, he is the man, the myth, the legend, one Richie Matthews. We got to hang out, we got to spend uh, way too much time with Richie. Uh, he was my bodyguard. Uh, I had him fully armed there to protect me just in case somebody tried to attack.
1: Y'all think that that's his belly, but it's not. That's his, that's his weapons cache.
0: Yeah, yeah. That That's his, That's where he keeps all his pistols and his AR-15. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, anyway, uh, so that was Richie. That was when we first got there. So I'm going to roll through some pictures here and share with y'all. Uh, this was uh, Jonathan, a uh, fan of the show and uh, owner-operator, uh, maybe potential BCO one of these days. Uh, we got to hang out with him.
1: Uh, hang on before you pass this up. That's Jonathan and Stephanie Staten. Uh, they brought me uh, All a, they did. a bottle of my favorite, favorite <laughs> bourbon, and um, <clears throat> I wanted to... Take this opportunity. First of all, to thank you, Jonathan, for doing that. That was very, very nice. And as a um, as a as a thank you for that, if you will send me, you'll text me your shirt. I'm going to send you an official blue ribbon um, uh, polo shirt. So uh, send that to me, and I'll get that. Thank you very much for the for the Jeffersons.
0: I am getting a little bit of, uh, choppiness out of your microphone. Um, I want you to make sure, um, check over there that, 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 that bottom knob is at three o'clock and hasn't got bumped or your sliders not got bumped and you might not be putting it. You might be putting up too much signal. Look.
1: <clears throat> slider's perfect. Slider should at zero.
0: Blocks perfect.
1: And then, okay. Nothing's bumped. Hmm. Uh, uh,
0: okay. Well, it was just it's just been a little choppy oh, and weird so. for me. Well, you right, were,
1: so next you were, when we were interviewing drivers that you were doing you were things you not me.
0: Well, I'm watching your I'm watching your mouth move and then I don't hear anything. Like it it, it I, I'm afraid you've got some issue with your connection.
1: Well, I hear things coming and going.
0: Yeah, it's uh, you're in the ocean. Mark says you're in the ocean. Um, I, I think, I think maybe you should uh, re- try to reset your connection or something. I'm gonna move along talking about these pictures while he's take care of that. So, uh, this was me and Larry hanging out with our friends at Rotella. Um, the lady right here in the foreground, she was the one that we interviewed a few weeks ago, Karen Newman. Uh, so we got to hang out with that. I I was, I was, I was horribly disappointed that she did not bring me a 55 gallon drum of Rotella T six as I had humbly requested, but I don't think she could fit it in her carry on the next picture. Uh, this is a really fantastic little device here. Um, it's, it's called the, uh, What's that thing called? Um, Snapdragon. It's...
1: Um, I got his card right here in front of me.
0: Yeah, it's Pro Tote Systems, and this thing's called a Snapdragon, right? And it is it is a really fantastic machine. Uh, as you can see here, it opens up, and you can lay the tire down flat on that platform, which is which is the it, way tires are supposed only t- to be. It's the only
1: tire mounting mounting tool that we've ever seen a matter of fact i see it and he verified with me that he's never. all right
0: and, hey uh, larry it, it's it, it, larry, it's really bad yes it's really really really, really. bad like we're your 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 mouth is not matching your audio and it's a it's a connection issue you're gonna have to figure it, check out your connection i'm gonna pull you out while you're working on it So anyway, this thing, um, the, what's so revolutionary about this device is we can't hardly ever get people to air up or to set the bead properly on a, on a on a tire. Because if you stand the tire up vertically and then you try to set the bead, the weight of the wheel causes that wheel to drop, um, and, uh, and fall down to where you It's out of round. Uh, Okay, now Craig is saying it's both of our mics. So somebody's going to have to give me a health report on this because everything looks fine to me. Now somebody's saying no video. All right, let me bring it up here on YouTube and see what the hell is going on. Oh, this is just not the day. Blue Ribbon Podcast. All right. This says we're live. So if it's both of us, then it would have to be the, uh, it would just have to be, so Sonny says, I sound good. Chris, your mic sounds fine. Okay. All right. So it's, it is him. It's not just me. You just can't hear Larry. Okay. Yeah. there Something's going on. I think he's going to have to reset his, his browser or something at home. Um, okay. So anyway, Snapdragon. <clears throat> so what, where we struggle is trying to get people to not air up or set a bead on a tire with a tire standing up because the weight of the wheel pulls it down and it causes it to, uh, to, to have the wheel be just ever so much out around and it causes a vibration. And so when we tell them that we need to lay the tire down, like lay it down on a bucket, you know, well, we can't do that because we've got to have it in the cage and what if it blows up and, and all that crap. So, um, what this does is it allows you to lay the tire down horizontally like that on that pedestal, and then you can close this, this lid and when it's closed, the tire's completely protected, and he has all of these valves and stuff where you can properly air up the tire and get it like you like it. All right, let me bring Larry back in here. How you doing now?
1: I can't find anything wrong on my end. I don't know what to say.
0: Okay. I can't well, find anything. Uh, make sure all your other programs are closed on your Mac. Maybe Make sure it's not dragging your um, – make make sure there's not something else running all your mail and all that stuff try to close those other programs all right um no so here we are we got to hang out with larry cothran l boogie i've got you le- muted larry right now while you trick on that other stuff uh we got to hang out with larry um this was a cool company that we ran into called retrofit usa they make AC fittings where you can build your own AC lines that very affordable. Um, and so this is this is something that we uh, were very excited about. Then uh, we we were not going to miss this for nothing. Uh, Landstar had a um, had a seminar called Who Sets the Rates A Day in the Life of a Landstar Agent And uh, Brandon Coburn, uh stood in front of the firing squad and did pretty well and he had he pull cool. because there were some doozies in there right, let me bring Larry back in all right how you doing now have you tried anything different
2: oh.
0: <sighs> dude that is so weird why is it acting that way it's I, like it's
1: I, I mean nothing has changed from what I don't have anything different
0: yeah, and it says it says your network connection is great, which is bizarre. That's like there's something interfering somehow with your with your setup.
2: Great.
0: Um, well, the one one thing you could do is 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 bow out, try to reset your router, and see if you know see if your router's not talking to the internet for some reason, All right. or you got some so kind you of speed. need
1: me to leave the.
0: Yeah, because you sound drunk. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, because it's it's oh, nice. like slurring your words. It's that bad. Oh yeah. So okay. So tem- close the browser, go to your internet, reset your router, and then come back. Maybe even restart the computer. Well, there he there he went. Okay, back to the show. Um. Uh, this was a podcast fan. Danny moon came up to visit with us for a minute. It was good to see him. Uh, here I got to meet one of my favorite YouTubers. This is, uh, uh, um, almost said Troy Gentry, um, Tim Gentry from Gentry and sons trucking on YouTube. I got to hang out with him. He's got some really exciting stuff coming out here soon. Uh, Richie got to sit in a cab over for the first time. Uh, and it just absolutely blew his mind. It's Tim Gentry's cab over that he brought. Oh, and this was the, uh, this was the room where we had our um, um, driver appreciation dinner uh, that I tried to live stream from. And that was a disaster also. Um, So now Seth, Larry had ordered Seth to start the event. And so Seth decides to come up with podcast quotes out of context and so I guess he just decided to listen to a few hours of podcasts, and um, just pulled out clips and they and they were hilarious. the The showstopper was at the end where he picked out a part where uh, Phil was talking about a Conestoga, but he said I I, I told him to uh, I told him I told him to pull it back and. Sh- and and strap on or something. I mean, it was just it was hilarious. I I, I should get him on here to to tell those because they were really funny. And then Phil and uh, um, Seth got up there and had some fun at everybody's expense. Uh, there's Phil waxing philosophic for us. Uh, I I said stuff and things. Then there was this 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 god awful. Ridiculous heavyweight championship belt that Larry bought me, which is just uh, just about the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. That was my fleet manager of the century award or whatever. Uh, here we are with Chris Dolan and his wife Margie. Uh, Chris is a truck. Sh- uh, he's a uh, truck shop owner here locally in West Virginia. Owns Cams uh, Service Center. He was our <coughs> excuse me. He was our provider of the year and uh this is uh, Chase Bryant from DPF Alternatives in Milton West Virginia. Uh we use him to do EGR cleaning, DPF cleaning, uh really sharp guys. Uh, they also, by the way, have started a new thing called ReCore where they can rebuild your one box for a fraction of the cost that uh it costs to buy one from the stewardship. Um and here we are, this uh, Bruce Mallinson and uh bill fellman from ops and pittsburgh power we were we were going through some data trying to figure some stuff out and here was the last picture of the day us hanging out with our friends at pittsburgh power which by the way y'all support our sponsor pittsburgh power we're glad to have them here um so anyway that was um that was pretty much our our time at the truck show we we had a great time we you know i'm um I love going there because we get to meet people, but, but, but the networking opportunities are fantastic. If you've never gone to the truck show, you got to go at least once. I mean, my gosh, it's a million square feet, uh, under one roof, um, more gadgets and gizmos. than you can think of, um, all the, all the amazing stuff that you can do. Um, so <laughs> it's, uh, it's a really good time. um, you, you can't get bored there, that's for sure. Um, so uh, we, we we love going, and it's it's a great time to celebrate our company, celebrate our, our drivers, give out some awards, eat some dinner, have some drinks, which I may have quite a few of tonight when I get done with this podcast. Um, I, d- I have started going on TikTok Live here a couple times a week. Um, so if you're not following us on TikTok, you should, uh, at Blue Ribbon Logistics. Also need y'all to go follow Larry on TikTok so that I can get him on these lives. He's got to have at least a thousand followers on uh, TikTok before uh, it will let him join me live. And uh, but I, you know the live thing on TikTok is pretty interesting because like I did it last night, I think for an hour, and there were like seven thousand and some impressions. And I mean, just TikTok kind of the place to be. And nobody nobody wants to hear that right now, but TikTok's where everybody's at. All right, he's back. Status report.
1: <clears throat> I'm here. I didn't
0: All right. Well that's much better. Is it? Yeah. You you don't sound drunk and um Well,
1: I'm gonna continue to work on that problem, but <laughs>
0: Okay. I do need <clears throat> somebody I do need one of y'all in the comments to run over to TikTok to our account. And I, I need to know if you're hearing, because uh, I've got some wizardry going on to get audio from this podcast into that. So somebody go over there and report back to me um, is is the TikTok. Somebody says it's on TikTok. It sounds like shit, which uh, that's unfortunate. Let me try. That's
1: the only thing that's not consistent here. It's the first time we've been live on TikTok. I have to think that's messing us up. There's nothing on my end is being different than it always is.
0: Right. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I think part of the problem is it's probably too loud over there. And, uh,
1: will I not be able to see the messages that happened before I joined you this time? Because I don't have any of those messages that I had before or comments. I don't know how messages, comments.
0: You're, t- oh, are you talking about on art. Our- on our YouTube.
1: No, on re on restream. The, the listener comments. Yeah. Hit, I'm, only the them since, I'm only getting them since I came back. I'm not oh, getting them. Yeah. With.
0: You're not going to get to see the old ones. I'm sure. Okay. Uh, let me get <clears throat> down a little bit. See if that'll help the TikTok people. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> there is audio on TikTok, but it sounds like absolute garbage. Well, I, I just adjusted it. So, uh too much bass well it's all about that base yeah well i have uh i've turned it down some more um <clears throat> anyway uh what I, I was talking about while you were gone was doing the TikTok live and i did one last night about rates because everybody um everybody's wound up about rates obviously <laughs> But what we should be talking about are costs. <clears throat> because in an environment like this, you can't do anything about the rates. Um, you can only do something about the cost. Um, I, don't know who I sound good on TikTok. Larry sounds super, super loud and raspy. Well, that's interesting.
1: That's my personality, Dave. <laughs>
0: Uh, well, you might actually have your base. Are t- you have your base turned up? Any on that? Uh, uh, on that board. Maybe. Maybe let's look. It's an experiment to see if I. Because I mean, TikTok. <laughs> so TikTok's got a little broadcast thing that you can um, that you can do to low uh, to to broadcasts, but it's only a Windows-based deal. Well, so I dug out an old PC and set it up here on my desk today. That's probably I've I've unleashed the demons from Microsoft. Uh, that's that's the problem. There's Microsoft demons and gremlins sitting on my desk and that's probably the root of this issue. Okay, um, I've got
1: I've got everything set to the same everything just middle of the road.
0: Okay. It it made a difference. Yeah. Did it? it okay. Yeah, it made a little bit of a difference. Um So I was going to try to use this Microsoft-based thing, but Windows are – I hate Windows, and I hate Microsoft and Bill Gates and everything, and and Seattle. I I, I hate them all. But I did about an hour on lowering costs, and um, there's there's so few actual costs uh, when you categorize them. Because you've got fuel, your number one cost, you've got your insurance and permitting, you've got your maintenance and you've got your driver and the ones that you can do the most about, uh, are the most expensive and that is the fuel. And you know, if you did not take the time when you were either making great money or when you were setting your truck up to get your truck, to get the best fuel mileage, that's where you, you know, we can see, um, Fuel can be a 15, 20, $25,000 a year swing, um, d- between bad fuel mileage and good fuel mileage. And then rates like market like this, uh, 15 or $20,000 could save your business, you know, uh, throughout the course of 2023. So, um, that's, uh, that's kind of where we're at right now. All right. So you got anything you want to add since you were gone to our experience at the truck show?
1: Um, well, I've been focused on trying to get my technology here working. So I'm, I'm, I'm just now kind of getting back in the, in the thought process here. Um, no, I mean, you know, the, the truck show is a truck show, you know, we've been there probably 10 years and, um, we, we like going because we get a chance to look at things firsthand and talk to the people, you know? Um, just like this guy with this, um, with this tire mounting machine. I mean, that's ingenious. I mean, no, no I've never seen that. And and the guys in the alignment. they have never seen it either. We know that that's the proper way to do it, but yet there's nobody in the industry that has made a machine like that. And, um, that was just phenomenal. Um, anyway, um, you know, it's always interesting to go and, and, and see the newest things and, um, reestablish you know, relationships that you've had, you know, we, we enjoy going over there and, and saying hi to all the people that we've done business with for all these years. And, and now this year, we actually recruited a bunch of them for the podcast. So we've got fleet air filters coming on. We got Dr. James coming on next week. And, um, the, um, Chris, don't you have the the blockchain guy coming
0: on? And I do. I, I, I want to talk about that because, um, that we'll talk about that in in depth more, but I made a contact through Bill Feldman at Pittsburgh power over the weekend. And he's like, Hey, uh, so guy, my friend's son's brother's cousin, uh, was doing this thing about freight. And I'm like, okay. Then he said the word blockchain and I'm like, Oh, you have my attention. (laughs) All of a sudden his ears perked up, you know? And, um, (laughs) so he handed me a card. I looked, they had a YouTube and, and then, um, and I went, Oh, wait a minute. Uh, I started checking them out. Then I had a conversation with a guy named Todd, who's kind of the, kind of the head of the thing, but really, really exciting stuff. Uh, so we've been emailing back and forth. We're going to kind of put together a plan that the difficulty that we have is in order to understand a completely new way of doing business, a completely new way of doing freight. Is that you have to understand how it's done now. And as we have as evidenced over the last couple of weeks, there's a bunch of people that have absolutely no clue how the trucking industry works. None, zero, absolutely clueless. And so, um, if you can't understand the fundamentals as they really are, not all this made up bullshit about the brokers are getting 75% and they're keeping all the money and it's just nonsense, absolute nonsense. Um, or the difference between being leased to a carrier and authority. There's so many fundamentals that are so wrong that we've got to address that before we can say, okay, now we've said all of that stuff and we've talked about the fundamentals. Now here's the new thing. Because the new thing is coming. There will not be brokers in the future. Now, is it a year, two years, five years, 10 years? I don't know. But there will not be brokers. There will not be middlemen between car- between shippers and trucks. Okay, all that the way that we move freight right now is over. Okay, they just don't know it yet. So you've got to. Un- yeah, there's
1: the problem right there. <clears throat> I don't know if you guys can hear me or not um but chris just vanished i think those uh words he was saying about microsoft and bill gates i think someone has listened they come and grabbed his ass up not sure what i do know though it's it's old bourbon 30 somewhere <sighs> <clears throat> This is so weird. <laughs> That's funny. Um, somebody's messing with me because, um <laughs> So while we're waiting, uh, Joshua, I see you're watching. Are we still going to see you next weekend? Uh, I've got you hotel room for Friday and Saturday night. If if that's works in your schedule. So, and I don't really know where Chris is. I might have to wing this. This'll this'll take a whole different turn if I'm doing this on my own. Okay. So, um, the discussion about blockchain will stop because I don't know shit about it. So, um, he lost TikTok too. He Must have pulled the power cord or something. Uh, I can't help you, man. Don't know. I'm texting him at the same time, and he thinks he's still alive. He says he can see me, but I'm I'm assuming none of you guys can see him, right? <clears throat> I'm back. Hey, I I think we found our problem.
0: I I think it might be <clears throat> it might be spilled whiskey on the camera cord so
1: on my camera cord or no, yours? On,
0: on mine um
1: you've got whiskey with you
0: well i did uh most of it ended up on my desk and i think that's part of my, part you're, of my
1: listen you're, you're not experienced enough with whiskey to be drinking while you're while you're trying to conduct a, a podcast okay you're <sighs> a rather you're a rather novice when it comes to this whiskey and bourbon thing you want to stay with your little beer and your vanilla-flavored beer and that little pussy stuff that you drink.
0: Yeah. Is is the sound, like, am, am I coming through okay? Yeah,
1: but you sound different.
0: All right. Let me... Um...
1: You sound like you're coming through a speaker. Okay. <laughs> Can you guys repeat the last 30 minutes? Evan, you didn't miss a damn thing, okay? So, uh, the last 30 minutes, we've been fighting gremlins. Chris has been talking shit about... Microsoft and b- brokers and stuff and I think they're listening and they um, they sent gremlins over there and wiped him out so uh, <laughs> yeah Michael you should see what he drinks okay they got little umbrellas in them usually
2: <clears throat>
1: so Joshua are you coming on Friday am I going to see you on Friday or Saturday oh now we're getting feedback. See, the whole time he, see, his, saw what always happens, it's always, I'm the one, am the number one guy that has to be fucking this up. Okay. It turns out that wasn't the case. No. Stand by. Yeah. Tell him, Evan, A- ask him that question again. Okay. <clears throat> the low-tech redneck shit always works okay it's the high-tech redneck that has the trouble and somebody asked me my bourbon tonight kelly is uh, a brand new bottle of jefferson's um uh, voyage 28. Um, a guy brought it to me uh jonathan one of our listeners gave it to me at the truck show such a sweetheart. Appreciate it very much. So I am drinking this tonight in honor of him. So, and if he's listening, if you'll send me your church, church size, Jonathan, and uh, an address, I'm going to send you an official logoed blue ribbon, uh, polo golf shirt. You can have your choice of blue, black, or gray. Just tell me what you want. So, um, <laughs> comedy gold. um, you know, sometimes you just, you have to watch out what you ask for, Leon. So, uh, anyway, to get back to the truck show, um, I've been going now since like 2009 or 10 and I'm, listening. I was, I've, I've lived in, in Kentucky all of my life. I had no idea that this truck show existed until I got in the trucking business. And, and, um, it was, um, you know, it, it, if you've never been, you really, really should go. I mean, the, just the, 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 the grandness and the scale of it, I mean, You've got every, if you, every everything from the West Wing trinkets, T-shirts, diecast, uh, uh, keychain, anything. It's all it's got to do with the truck, all the way up to over in the South Hall, North Hall, the uh, the OEM, you know, brand new trucks, brand new trailers. Um, all I mean, everything in between. So every supplier that that sells anything to do with trucking is there. And it, listen, we were we were there for three days. Uh, Chris and I went Thursday afternoon to try to see the show, and there's no way. when I mean, We walked around the parts that we don't normally get to walk around, but there, that's a million and a half square feet under roof, and um, it's a whole lot to take in. And, of course, Saturday and, Saturday and Friday, we kind of had to stay in our areas that we designated that we were going to be at, and that was Landstar on Friday and Pittsburgh Power and our uh, other vendors in that West Wing on Saturday but uh there's just there's just no way that you can walk and see it all it, it's it's just it, it's unbelievable but anyway if you've never been you should go um if you have been then you know what i'm talking about we also take the opportunity we use it sort of as a um uh, as a morale booster or our perk you know, however you want to call it for because we're, we're we're never once we hire you here uh we're never all together again ever so this is the one day one weekend in the whole year that we try to get everybody at the same place at the same time so and if we do see
0: you it's because you're in trouble
1: (laughs) yeah true so we uh we put all of our people up at caesar's on southern indiana and uh, we have uh, an awards banquet on friday night and then of course the guys can go to the show on friday and saturday and, and see everything so uh so our awards dinner was friday night um our big winners this year we recognize um uh, Chris and uh, Margie Dolan, Cam's Auto Service, they were, they were our um, most valuable service provider for 2022. Um, Seth Coberly was our fuel mileage champion for 2022. Um, Phil Freeze was our uh, truck owner strategic partner, uh, uh, most valuable player for 2022. Our big winner, though, was Richie. Richie was top truck owner in revenue top driver in revenue and uh we also awarded him the lunatic of the year for 2022 so it was a, uh, and and the, the uh the big surprise winner though was our fleet manager oh, he was God, he was introduced as the undisputed world champion fleet manager chris you got your trophy standing by somewhere you can show me uh
0: i do but I, there's one more thing i want you to check i want you to hit that gear underneath this underneath the picture yeah. And make sure that your microphone is your microphone and not that webcam. Uh,
1: my microphone is UB, USB audio codec.
0: Okay, because it still sounds like garbage.
1: Well, I don't fucking know what to tell you, man.
0: Yes, I I do have this ridiculously is heavy a ass. No, <clears throat> that's not your. So here it is. Uh, world champion fleet manager.
1: Undisputed world champion fleet manager.
0: So and that, and that, pounds, how, and that and how they do it. There's
1: metal on that belt right there. Yeah. So,
0: <sighs> yeah. Uh, so uh, I would love to have taken the call. At wherever whoever built this thing, you want to do what? You, you want a you want a world championship belt?
1: So they had no problem with it. Oh, I they don't figure no they did. Did you see all the custom stuff on there? The Land Stars on the side, and did you, oh yeah, did you, did you appreciate all the detail in that.
0: <clears throat> I did appreciate the detail. You're welcome. Uh, we're we're trying to figure out how to get it on the wall here. Uh, I'm on my my brother in law is a pretty good carpenter, so I'm sure we're going to have to come together on that. Anyway, God, what a cluster. Well, um, I'm and I'm using every literally every piece of technology on my desk to make this happen. So,
1: Evan Evan had
0: a question for you. Look,
1: can you see Evan's question? Yeah. Uh, it's the very bottom one.
0: How come Larry's shit always works?
1: <laughs> yeah, I got it. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, I thought that was appropriate question for you. Did you? Are you? Have you froze up again? And there he is. He's gone. Now he's gone. What can I say? And I'm getting ready to have a visitor here. Y'all want to see my buddy right here? This is uh,
0: unbelievable.
1: This is my buddy Pippin. He likes to be in in the podcast. There's his tail. So, oh,
0: God <clears throat> Almighty, <laughs> Evans says your question scared him away. <laughs> so, was his question, "Why does Larry's shit always work?" or Uh or the other one.
1: That was his question. Yeah. Well he was being he he was being a little bit of a smart ass, but I appreciate that. I mean, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a firm believer in good quality sarcasm. It's worked for me well. No, it doesn't work it wasn't working well for me on the on the Landstar Facebook groups. They don't have they have no appreciation for it, by the way. So
0: um, oh, absolutely not. Uh, listen, I've, I've had to damn near do this show by myself before. So, you know, uh, it, it you could qualify this as your turn. Um,
1: <laughs> it, it would be a short show. I'll tell you that. Okay. Good night, folks. We're done. Okay. It's yeah. all.
0: We'll see you let me call, week. let me call El Boogie and, uh, held the, the Larry and Larry you show. You'll
1: never have to worry about me trying to nudge you out of the limelight when it comes to this shit. Okay. Just so you know. So. Um, some things coming up. We have, um, another, we have a new master class starting next weekend. We've got three guys. One of them is a, always on here, Evan. He's, um, he, oh, by the way, Evan was at our banquet. Um, the only time we've ever had a, a rookie or actually a, 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 a pre-hire at our banquet. But anyway, he, he, he couldn't, he couldn't join us because he just turned twenty-three. Literally, his birthday was on the night of our banquets. We gave him a birthday uh, cake, and uh, so he uh, applied the next day. And uh, so he'll be joining us next weekend. Um, we have another gentleman named Jared Anderson, that uh, the only guy who's ever applied to us and wore a suit to the interview, um, <laughs> it was most impressive. Now we don't and know that we,
0: he wasn't on his way to his felony trial, so. No. <laughs> could be. We don't know could why he was wearing a, a suit. Could,
1: could it be a prison-supplied suit? You know, who knows? Um, and, uh, and then we've got one of our mentoring clients is actually joining the program, John Reynolds. He, I think he's on here tonight, too. So uh, that's our three that will be starting next week, next weekend. We'll be in, uh, in West Virginia next uh, weekend for that. Also, we've got um, one of our listeners coming down to talk to us about becoming a truck owner-investor. And we look forward to that meeting him and his wife and so it's a big weekend our bartender uh you've heard us talk about nick at the blue ribbon bar uh nick is you won't believe this nick actually worked for the dot <laughs> not in enforcement but somewhere in hr or something uh, but he he did this bartending gig at uh, part-time to pay for his daughter's um uh, braces so I own the upper braces. Everybody else that comes to that bar owns the lower braces. and uh, But he has successfully done that. So now he's gonna retire from the bartending business and, and to spend some more time with his family. So anyway, he's, he, he is retiring. So we're gonna uh, take him out Saturday night for a little celebration uh, and show him our appreciation for taking good care of us. He, is, he has uh, promised though that he would come back at our live event and bartend for that weekend. So, and we'll be talking about the live event, maybe a little bit later on tonight. Um, but, um, what else we got going on,
0: Christer? Um, you know, surviving the market, man. I mean, it, it's, uh, Uh, let's talk about something fun. Okay. Something fun. Um,
1: What's fun. What's fun is, uh, is watching these people on Facebook just, it's a pain. It's just killing them. Oh, yeah. It's so, it's so, you know, and now all of a sudden everybody, you know, there's a whole thing today about figuring out your cost per mile on Landstar. (laughs) I'm like, really? Now you're going to worry about figuring out your cost per mile? It only, it only dawned on him, you know, and this guy was talking about how at two bucks and 20 cents a mile, which is I guess what his average uh rate is right now how um how much money he's losing you know mm-hmm. uh, Chris did a thing last night live on how we were making money at a what Chris a buck 75 or what was your
0: um I came up with a um, I think it was a buck 58 uh but it came out to 225 gross to get down okay. to the number okay um I would show y'all the presentation that I made. But it's backwards because the TikTok camera is backwards, so I had to make all the slides backwards. So if uh, I put them in front of you now, they look don't stupid. Don't give
1: it to them. They need to come to the live event and see it in yeah. person, okay? don't. We've already given away too much yet. So. <clears throat> um,
0: but, yeah, so I, what I did is I went to our fuel gauges, and I averaged our, all 10 trucks um, January 1st to yesterday. Their average cost per gallon and their average cost per mile. And I think it was three sixty-two per gallon that we paid, and it was fifty-eight cents a mile that we.
1: And he's going. Hmm. It's funny. I'm. I, it's. It's kind of funny. I'm turning him to a numbers guy. Look at him with the numbers. He did a nice presentation last night. By the way i didn't even know he's doing it i i get this notice on my phone it that we're live on tiktok i'm like are we so i go in there and it's chris doing this little the little, little, little live thing and he had his presentation all squared away and he had to reverse all the slides because you have to use the front camera and it makes everything show backwards um so he had to go through and take all the slides and reverse them and uh but he'd been nice yeah we had to, i think he had 1700 views uh, I think it was on for about an hour or so. It's incredible. I, it's it blows me away. Uh, we were we were giving our numbers out at the banquet because Pittsburgh Power was there and they're our primary sponsor. And and uh, I think the numbers we're getting a million views every 28 days on TikTok. So um, that's that's kind of that's kind of scary too to me. But anyway, maybe we're doing some good out there. Um, so. Might as well answer some questions. Do new Cummins X-15 need an OPS? Everything needs an OPS, okay? Uh, because there's no reason to throw good oil away and throw good money away. So the OPS is not just the filtration, which is fantastic, um, but the, um, the, the uh, evaporative, you know, the condensate evaporation, and then, and then the the uh, lab sampling program—that's the big thing—is every twenty-five thousand miles having a lab sample, so you know what your oil looks like. So, uh, listen, anything that, that that's an engine that has oil in it needs an OPS, in my opinion. So, your go-kart, your motorcycle, your lawnmower, your car, certainly your your big truck. So that's the answer to that question. Um, and you're right, Leon. Thank you for saying that. Um- Have you seen fixing with Ryan's truck calculator? No, but I mean it, it, it doesn't take a calculator to figure cost per mile. I mean, it, it, it's just like figuring your fuel mileage. If you if you know your expenses, that, that's the hard part. You can have all the calculators in the world, but if you don't have the data, it doesn't matter. So you take all of your expenses, okay, everything you spend money on, and you divide it by every mile you drive, paid, empty, PC, whatever, and you and that's your cost per mile. And it's it it, it takes a it takes uh it doesn't take a calculator. You can do it with a piece of paper, uh, a, a simple you know. It doesn't take a spreadsheet calculator. Uh, it I mean it's nice that they have those, but the problem with that is if you don't have your expenses, if you don't know what those numbers are, all the spreadsheets in the world aren't going to figure it for you. And what we find is that most people do not keep up with their expenses. So it's hard to figure, you know, the, the more, the longer you do it, the more accurate it gets, you know, now a lot of guys will do it and they'll think, Oh, I know it's done. I've done that. Now I know what it is, but it changes every, it changes all the time. You know, you could have some unexpected expenses, but guess what? Your costs just went up. Um, you could have, uh, I mean, your revenue could go up that that could change your cost per mile. So I, you know, we, we try to, I try to do it once a month at, at the very minimum. Um, and that way, we kind of have a good idea. where Ours doesn't vary. we with ten trucks, and with the many years of of history that we got, ours doesn't vary greatly. It 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 changed more last year because of the cost of fuel, you know. And that's you know that was a a, a, a spike that, that, you know that was unusual. But normally, ours doesn't uh, doesn't vary that far off of what it normally is. But because we've got a lot of numbers that go in there now, it's just like anything else. The fewer numbers you have, the bigger one number is going to change that. But the more numbers you have, the less change one number is going to, going to give you. So, um, we do, I mean, we, we, we know the, who, I mean, we know about this fixing with Ryan. He's got a lot of good information. We, we watch a lot of his videos and, and he's a former BCO. So yeah. interesting thing too. And he's not far from us. So I was answering questions while you were getting your shit together. So,
0: well, <clears throat> I turned I, off my, can you hear me? Very good now. Yeah, you sound good. I turned off my Wi-Fi and just going through Ethernet. So hopefully did away with the iPad and all that crap. So fingers crossed.
1: Well, you sound better. I I was also complimenting your your live last night. Yes, I was telling those guys, I didn't know we were doing it. I get a notice on my phone that we're live on on TikTok. I'm going, really? So I go in and there you are. I tried to stir some shit up and you wouldn't answer my
0: question. You you skipped over. I did. I appreciate that. So... Uh, okay. So we were talking, what were we talking about? Um, before my, my froze, we were talking, well, we were talking about that live, right? Yeah. Hell, hell I don't even remember now. Um, cause you wanted to, I, I remember you wanted to talk about something fun. So. Um, here's something fun.
1: Joshua has been trained. He's been rewatching QuickBooks online training video. I can. That would be like poking knitting needles in your eye. I would. I'm sure. And now he's doing his personal finances on QuickBooks. Dan, are you using QuickBooks online? I'm assuming. Is that what you're using? Um. God bless you. Um. Uh, that that is a boy. That, that's a challenge. Um. I use QuickBooks desktop. Uh, because I don't like dealing with the interface with QuickBooks online, but mine's 550 bucks a year. I understand why you wouldn't want to do that unless you're, you know, unless you're doing this every day like I am, but um, God, I hate it. I hate QuickBooks online. I hate it with a passion. Uh, Like you, I've got a couple of accounting clients that want to do their own accounting and we can't justify 550 bucks a year for, for desktop. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm also doing what you're doing. I actually paid a a, a QuickBooks, what do they call them the the gurus, and went and spent an hour with one of them here in Lexington, and um, you know, I had to grit my teeth and get through the bullshit of dealing with QuickBooks online in the, in the interface, but uh, we're going to be able to make it work. We got to go to the in order to change the uh, uh, the account in order to put account numbers in and change the cha- the uh, chart of accounts, I think we have to go to the next tier, the level two, two tier, whatever that's called, um, to make it work. But we're going to be able to make it work. So, matter of fact, I'm working on that as we speak. So, um, all right. Well, what else we got going on here? Somebody said 4,000 divided by 10,000 miles. It might be 45. Um, well, that's the math. I don't know that. I don't know about your numbers, but that's the math. Yes. You take all of your all of your, <laughs> your expenses. And by, and by the way, the driver is an expense. Your cost per mile can't exclude the driver, even if it's you. And if you're not paying yourself anything, you have to figure out what would you pay your, what would you have to pay somebody to do your job? That's an integral part of cost per mile. Okay. You, you can't, you can't work for free, even if you want to, you can't work for free. So you have to include yourself in there.
0: I got something I want to show. There's a uh, comment here. Where'd it go? Uh, my truck has Bridgestone M760 and continental steers It's brand new. Do you think it could need, or I should get an alignment? Well, I saw something today here on, uh, Rocky's Facebook page. Uh, he did six out of 10, uh, done today. Brand new trucks. I have to do for one of my fleets, not a single one even close to where we want them to be. The best was three sixteenths tow out. Others were as much as seven cents, six, seven sixteens and three eighths out. Drives were all over the place. Um, uh, every, you, I can promise you that every new truck has a bad alignment, every <clears> single one.
1: And if you don't understand that there's a video, Chris, do so they have access to that video on what, from us or not? No, um, I'm sure.
0: Well, we can explain it in a, in a minute. The way Mike Beckett explains it is when they're putting new trucks together and they're coming off the line, they've got what nine minutes or something, something, some, like, some, something crazy, some, 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 some really small amount of time, yeah. some yeah. crazy number to get the alignment. So their specs are, it can be this far this way, and it can be this far that way. And anywhere in there is in spec. The problem with the Hunter machines is that they're programmed with Factory specs build, build specs. The build spec. Well, you on the build spec, your front drive axle can literally be pointed left or it can be pointed right, and your rear drive axle could be pointed left and it could be pointed right, and your steers can be way out or way in. And they've got these wide. What MD alignment does is gives you a performance spec, and it's much, much, much narrower tolerance, it's a to,
1: to tighter tolerance. Yeah. The 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 OEMs can't spend the time the 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 assembly line can't stop long enough for them to do a proper alignment, so they get it close, uh, you know, within spec. And the problem with that is when you take it to a TA or anywhere else to get alignment, they're using those same build specs that's built in the machine. That's why you can leave there and pay them money and, you're, and still wear tires. Yeah, um, it's junk. Um, now look, MD Alignment has a website, and on that website they have these videos. You you. You owe it to yourself to, to educate yourself on tires. It's a big expense, and you can save a lot of money by, you know, maintaining your tires properly. Look, we when I was driving, I got 450,000 miles out of a set of drives. I got almost 300,000 miles out of a set of steers. But they were aligned properly. They were maintained properly. They were inflated properly. Um, and so I and I, I, you know, I got twice as much as most people get. Well, that cuts your tire expense in half, you know. So uh, yes, to answer your question, yes. Now, uh, we we as a we, you know we you hear me talk about CMC all the time. We went to a, a truck stop. There's a TA within about two miles of where this uh, uh, where our, our conference was in Kansas City. Seventy percent of the trucks that we looked at had Wilburns out of alignment. Seventy percent had Wilburns out. Tal- I mean not out of alignment, but loose. Wilburns loose. So uh, there's a good chance that your alignment's off. There's a better chance that your wheel bearings are not properly tightened. So, yes, you owe it to yourself to go get yourself a good MD alignment. Now, let me, let me say this. We, we love MD alignment. But, but Mike Beck and MD alignment, they sell equipment. They sell a $12,000 piece of laser. They train the person who bought it one time. That does not mean that when that guy gets back to his shop, he lets some doofus Use the equipment and align your truck. So I'm not, giving, I'm not going to give you a blanket endorsement of MD Alignment. I'm going to tell you that the person who bought the equipment got the training. If you can get that person to align your truck, you've got a pretty good shot. Or you can listen to this. There are three people that run MD Alignment shops that I know for a fact are absolutely, absolutely knowledgeable what they're doing. And that is Rocky Rockefeller in North Florida, uh, Chad Hone in Kansas city and Jim Fowler up in Northern Michigan. I can promise you that those three people right there will do it and do it properly. The rest of them, I, I can't, I can't take that. I don't, they bought the equipment. That's all I know. That doesn't mean yeah. they know how to use it. So but the, I, will uh, give, I will give those three people my, my, my complete and hearty endorsement. So,
0: yeah. Um, you gotta, you know, One of our biggest struggles is, is trying to explain to someone that sells tires that they don't know what the hell they're talking about. I know more about tires than most of the people that sell tires. Larry knows a whole lot more than I do. And Rocky knows more than the both of us. And Mike Beckett is, is the God level. Mike Beckett has forgotten more about tires and alignment than most of the people selling tires do all they're doing is repeating what they heard or repeating what they were told and most of it's nonsense
1: we stopped by a, a, a tire manufacturer at the truck show um, and we, oh, we yeah. didn't we did it just to have some fun but we didn't act like we were having fun we acted like we were really serious about winter tires you know and we were asking them about rolling resistance and they there's not anybody in that booth could didn't even knew what it was
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: there's nothing they could produce that showed us what the rolling resistance was Okay, so these are these are people that are at a truck show. They're paying a lot of money to be at. So you think they'd be knowledgeable or you think they could get somebody on the phone that knew what the hell they were talking about. Nope. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Didn't have any clue. Didn't have a clue.
0: Listen, if you understood that your truck's just lucky to have lug nuts on it (laughs) from the factory, um, (laughs) and they're tight, um, uh, and no, you're not, gonna, you're not going to, you're not going to get the dealer to pay for alignment balancing, no. uh, because they don't know that's the problem. It's they don't, a, it, they don't know a, and they don't care. It's right? a maintenance
1: item. It's not under warranty. It's a maintenance item, just like a clutch, clutch face, clutch disc. Okay. So, uh, no, they, first of all, you're not even going to get them to, they're going to pull it in and put it on the hunter machine and tell you that it's within spec. That's all they're going to do. They don't understand. They paid $125,000 for that machine, okay? And they have to train everybody that, that uses it. Um, there's nothing about that machine that, that replicates driving down a road. First of all, they jack it up, put it on turn plates. How many trucks have you seen do that? Okay? So they remove all the as-driven characteristics from the process and artificially put it in an environment that it doesn't exist in. And, and, and by the
0: way, Rocky is in the comments right now. This W Rock, that's Rocky Rockefeller of North Florida md alignment.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: So, um, so yes, if you, if you want your truck to run straight and smooth, you need counteract balancing beads in the tires. You need an MD alignment. You need a full inspection of your entire suspension, uh, bushings, torque arms. I don't care if it's a new truck, right? Chalks. Uh, shocks, uh, everything that connects to that suspension system needs to be fully inspected. Um, you know, 60,000 miles, your shocks are junk, right? I mean, we change them at a hundred, but generally 60, 65,000, your, t- your, your shocks are junk and need replaced. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, and what's the, what's the, uh, centering sleeves. What's the, the company, um, true balance. True balance centering sleeves that will center your uh, drums and your wheels. Um, but you know you've got to you've got to look at it that you have spent X number of dollars on a truck, and at brand new, even if they put shitty tires on there, you've got six or eight or ten thousand dollars in tires. If you uh, want those things to last it's all about the details all sounds good from an ex drag racer that was all about the details let me tell y'all something when i got introduced to the md alignment and and i watched rocky do this for the first time um that's the first time i'd seen it in person and i'm watching a youtube video drag racer cletus mcfarland got a three hundred fifty thousand dollar race car And Kevin Smith of KSR performance down in Gainesville, Florida has built this car and it is unbelievable and it's time. They're like, okay, well it's time to alignment. And I look and there he is, he's got Jack stands. He's got fishing line masking tape and a tape measure. And that's how he lined up that $350,000 race car to go down the racetrack at 260 miles an hour. The MD system is just the digital version of fishing line or string, um, and a, and, a, and a tape measure.
1: It just um, saves you from having that string blow around the wind. So, literally, the first time I met Mike Beckett, we literally lined my truck up with string and masking tape in the parking lot. And it stayed, by the, by the way, that alignment stayed on there for four or five years. And then I had Chad redo it, you know, many, many years later. So uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't take this this computerized alignment machine, all that's doing is measuring, you know, um, and and even, even the laser, the laser just lets these guys do it more accurately and quicker and they don't have to worry about the wind blowing the string around. So it's not, listen, um, nothing against the MD guys, but once it got explained to you and you actually see it, it, it it's just not all that complicated. What they have no. is years of experience. So they can, another thing you want to do guys is don't align your truck you know, after you buy new tires, because the tires tell the story. If you'll take it there with the tires that are worn, they can look at the tires and tell you what the problem is by looking at the tires, because they know what causes that kind of wear. So then align it, then go get your new tires. So. Once you take the evidence off, you take away a lot of the history. It's just like, you know, where's you whip, we've, you've wiped all the blood off. Now I can't what tell where the, tell where the bullet hole is, you know, so mm-hmm. leave it on there. Let them align it and see your old tires. Uh, also, if you let them know if you've changed positions of those tires, if you've rotated the tires, and now you got the ones on the left, ones on the right, and they're looking at that. They're going, "Wait a minute, that doesn't look right because that's opposite what I expect." Tell them what you did. Hey, I rotated them 100 miles ago. Ah,
0: now I understand why it looks like that. So, <clears throat> well, and when you see a guy walk up to your to your truck and takes his hand and rubs it back and forth across the tires to say whether you're towed in or towed out, yeah. uh, whether your thrust angle's wrong, because they can tell by either looking at the tire or feeling the tire with their hand, um, I'm not as good as Larry is, but I, you know, I can put my hand on a tire and I'd be like, okay, I can tell how that tire's wearing. And that tells me how the truck is aligned. If it's towed out or towed in or, or towed to the left or towed to the right, you can tell by feeling the steer tire. Yeah. <clears throat> um, we use uh, we use counteract balancing beads. You can get them at Love's. A lot of TAs carry them. Uh, remind me, it's 14 and 12 no, and 16.
1: 12, 12 for steers, 16 for super singles. 12 ounces for steers, 16 ounces for super
0: singles. Rocky says I've done almost 40 trucks this week and seven to do tomorrow. Let me get the BSC number. Yeah, I'm going to see, see 47. 40. <laughs> times rocky's Rocky's uh, buying beer uh, this weekend somebody yeah um yeah that's a nice week rocky that's 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 a good week that's a big number uh congratulations congratulations. my friend
1: (laughs) he's he's trying to pay for that outdoor kitchen he just put in yeah yeah hey
0: that's a destination we need hey
1: there he is we could yeah we need to have a we need to have a um a podcast from the outdoor kitchen
0: yes absolutely um uh, Oh, someone's, uh, feel free to talk about your cost per mile before the internet interrupted you. Um, okay. So what I, what I did, I came up with was 58 cents a mile. I went to our 10 trucks in fuel gauges and I came up with an average for the 10 trucks from January 1st to yesterday. The average was 58 cents per mile cost per mile and $3 and 62 cents. I believe was the average cost per gallon. The DO or the, uh, the national average last week retail was 410 so we were already saving what about 35 or 40 cents just in our discount and then our average cost per mile was 58 okay so I went okay i got i've got a, a fuel cost of 58 cents um we save 15 cents per loaded mile all right so if you did the 100 dollars 000- no, ex-
1: explain that you, you, you well, said I'm, that but explain
0: it I'm getting there. If you'll let me finish. We save 15 cents per loaded mile. So for,
1: for maintenance. That's well, why you didn't say it. that. You didn't say I that. I did. We no, didn't.
0: Okay. Witnesses for maintenance, here. we save 15 cents per loaded mile. Thank you. Now, if you run a hundred thousand miles and you're doing 15% or less deadhead, that's going to come to about $12,750. So it's about 12.7 cents per mile. For all the miles, so that got us from fifty-eight to seventy. All right, then I figured up that in at least a Landstar. Can't speak about anything else, but at least a Landstar. We figured up that all of your insurances and permits and plates and all of the different things added all up together in a year's about eight thousand dollars. So again, a hundred thousand miles. That's another 8 cents. And now we're at 78. So then I said, okay, well now we've got to pay a driver, our drivers. We tell them in this market, they should make at least 75. So I took that number of 75,000. The average owner operator made 67 by the way. Um, so that came to 75 cents a mile, but we don't pay 1099, we pay W2. So there's a payroll cost and tax and different things. So I added 11% to that, that was 84. So we had uh 0. 0.7 plus 0. 0.4. I got to $1.54 a mile is our cost to pay the driver, pay the maintenance, pay the fuel, pay all the permitting and everything. And then to back that out. I got to about two twenty-five a mile gross that we needed to get in order to get to that number. That's our minimum. Anything above that buck fifty-four is total profit. Everybody else is paid, um, and we haven't had a problem yet uh, achieving that.
1: So we got a troll. Um, he says we're we're, ram- we're ramming Dave Ramsey bullshit down your throat. And that we probably don't own any trucks. So that's, okay. that's exactly well, the exact opposite of what hang on, hang on, hang on. we try to pull the bullshit out of your ass. Okay. So you can stay in business, a truck God, whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> um, but I, I got, I got a message for you. Okay. If you don't, if you, if this doesn't agree with what you want to do, just move on. Okay. Nobody asked you to be here. You can, you can kiss my fucking ass. Okay. So, I mean, um,
0: you can, I mean, listen, I'm sure if Dave Ramsey was here, he could tell you to kiss his ass himself, but I'll do it for him. Um, you know, that's what kills me. And this is an, um, I think this is a, an American thing. Um, uh, there's just so many stupid people walking around. And, and if they can't, if their either their IQ is so low or their experience is so limited and they hear someone talking about something, that they don't understand either because they're too dumb, they're too ignorant, or they're too inexperienced. The only thing they come up with, well, but you don't own a truck?" Listen, buddy. It's like smoke. Uh, what was those? Uh, what was that? Smokey the Bear with the hat. When I was a kid, only you can go fuck yourself. Okay. <clears throat>
1: Why don't, why don't you share with us how you stay in business, Truck God? Since you evidently know more about it than we do.
0: If there's anybody mm-hmm. in this conversation that don't own a truck, I promise you it's him.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'll be happy to, to share numbers with you if you want to do that. If you have numbers, I doubt you even no, know what your numbers no. are. Zero. Um, but That's I'd be happy. To, I'd be happy to share that with you um, from all the trucks that we don't own. Um, but anyway. Um, Thanks for thanks for dropping in. Okay, we appreciate you dropping in. Once you like and subscribe and that sort of thing while you're here. Okay, so
0: um, oh new new truck zero downtime.
1: Okay, uh, we're yeah. done. Speaking of being being out of business, so so I'm not even going to say that. I, I, I'm I'm going I'm going to drink. Okay, so uh, this this I is this is why him. this is why he is the social media guy, not me. Because all I want to do is take that guy and whip his ass. Okay, that's all I want to do right now.
0: I came in here with two beers and I can't find the other one and I'm, I'm just, you know, or I already, maybe I'll drink it. Hell, I can't remember.
1: don't, uh, don't give him benefit of, of don't argue right. with him. Just let him, let him talk. Okay. Fuck him.
0: Um, super <clears throat> chat. you get to the top of the list. Hey guys, I just got my CDL and I'm looking for some pointers. Class A with hazmat tanker. Only thing on my mind is using driving, uh, tanker. Okay. So I guess you want to, um, um, pull a tanker. Um, well, here's my pointers. Um, hopefully you did not get stuck with an automatic transmission, uh, restriction on your license. Um, make sure you know how to read a map, make sure you know how to do math, make sure you've got one of these, um, take your CB radio, the best thing to do with your CB is when you've got it mounted in the truck is unhook the cord from the back of it and throw it out the window,
1: along with your um, GPS,
0: along with your GPS. Um, uh, if a truck driver's lips are moving, they're probably lying as evidenced by this numbnut in our comment section, um, go find people. And, and they're not easy to find, but find people that, that are experienced. So if you want to do tanker, like my best friend, Zeke drives tanker, uh, he hauls fuel. Well, if you want to know about tanker, go find some guys and bend their ear and say, Hey, I'm new to the industry. Do you have any pointers? Right. Just, that's the first thing. And you'll realize pretty quick that if you walk up to somebody, um, don't ever argue with an idiot because they'll drag you down to your level, their level and beat you with experience. If they know what they're talking about, you'll be able to tell pretty quick. Um, so uh, find some people that do what you want to do and do it well and take their experience. And I'm going to give you the two best pieces of advice I ever received. And it was on my way to truck driving school. I, I had an uncle that was a 40 year driver and he said two things to me. One, you can go down that hill a thousand times too slow, but only once too fast. And it's not what you make per mile. It's what you make per week because somebody can charge that either, either as an employee, somebody can prompt and I'll pay you 75 cents a mile. But if you don't get any miles, you're better off making 60. You're better off making 45. Okay. So don't get hung up on the rate per mile. And the same thing, if you become an owner operator, don't get sucked into rate per mile. You've got to know how much you're making because your revenue minus your expenses is your profit. So that's my, uh, that's my best advice.
1: This troll's gotta be somebody fucking with us. Cause he got yeah. all talk. He's not even truck driver. Right. <clears throat> He's probably random blind. <laughs>
0: Um, no money. of means greatly. Yeah. <clears throat> well, let's see. Can I? Yes. I can block him and he's blocked.
1: Uh, that's too bad. I was having fun with him. Oh, speaking of which, I read an article today in uh, one of the trade magazines, a shop in, um, I want to say Illinois. um, was fined $600,000 for selling, um, uh, delete kits. Mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> yeah, there's, um, there's a, Oh, what's it called? It's diesel, diesel cast or diesel something on, on TikTok. And I'm sure they're on YouTube too. Um, it's more in the pickup truck diesel, uh, world than, than, than big trucks. But I mean, there, there's guys that are doing prison time for, for selling delete kits and, and, and man, and, um, modifications for diesels and pickup trucks right um and uh and of course they're going after the guys in the drag you know the the hobby racer drag racing world um you know they'll just drop in and oh here's a fifty thousand dollar fine here's an eighty thousand dollar fine you know um and unfortunately these guys they're trying to get this rpm act passed which I mean you might as well be the guys that are bowing on their knees up in front of Congress right now on a hunger strike. Are they still
1: um, are they still not eating? Or they all die or yeah. uh, how long I, can how long can a truck driver be on a hunger strike? I, I, I wanna want take the over over and under on that.
0: Um I'm gonna give it about thirty six hours. <laughs> uh <clears throat>
1: You know, I, I got a feeling. I think they're cheating. They got they got something in their pocket. They got a donut
0: or something in their pocket. I'm sure. So I need that link, David. Did you see the story where the IRS caught up to an owner that was paying 10.99 and busted him with fines and back? Money? Please send me that.
1: David. I need Please that. Please send me that. Okay? I need that
0: link right now. Listen, I
1: I, I got into a heated discussion oh. at the truck show <laughs> in the Landstar room. With his with this very thing. Okay. This, this guy comes up to me and he goes, Hey, Mr. TikTok. <laughs> and I said, well, hello. <laughs> and he goes, you know, I agree with about 89% of what you, no, he said 98% of what you, what you, what you, you know, say, I thought really, what is it you don't agree with? And of course he launched into 1099. And of course he's been doing this 30 years and he's always paid people for 1099. His accountants always said that he's okay. And he's had all these people you know, audits from the IRS, and I, I, I said, "Look, after about thirty minutes, this fucker wouldn't come rescue me." Okay, he's over, he's over the side, of just laughing at me. All right, instead of <laughs> instead of trying to get me out of this conversation, and I finally just said, "Look, I'm I'm gonna, I'm, I'm going to give you a challenge." Okay, I'm 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 gonna I'll believe what you tell me if you'll do this one thing, because he's got drivers. Okay, I said, take one of your drivers and have them file a complaint against you at the IRS for being misclassified as an employee. And then you let me know how that works out for you. And if it works out that you're for good, I'll eat every word I ever said about it. And of course that was the end of that conversation. So, so, um, yeah, Dave Thomas, send me that. I want, I'd like to see that. Okay. Cause I, I definitely want to, cause everybody says that, doesn't it? You know, I, I know this from experience. I think I've told you all about the Santa Claus, you know, when i was a photographer i hired a santa claus okay and i i don't i'm not in the santa claus business i thought it was pretty safe to hire a santa claus i was on a 10.99 well did i did i get schooled okay so i've been through this i know what it's like i know exactly now fortunately it was only a six-week deal but imagine if that had been a six-year situation where i'm in in the situation this guy you're talking about he is paying all the back, back him. i got another story i want to tell can i can, can i tell it chris go ahead I read something in one of these trade, uh, I get, I get overdrive and transport topics and CDL life and all these trade magazines digitally. I read something last week that, that caught my interest. Okay. And, and, and it has, it has a little twist to it. So, so bear with me. This guy was, the article was about, uh, rates obviously. And this guy was an owner-operator, had his own customer, not going through a broker, had his own longtime customer. Um, and he had, uh, hauled uh, this customer's right exclusively for a number of years. And because of the rate structure and everything going on, he, um, his customer notified him and the other drivers who hauled their stuff that they were going to have to, uh, rebid, uh, the contract and that, that, you know, they were going to have to, to, to come down on the rates. So this guy thought about it and thought about it. And he said, you know what, I, I'm not going to cut my rate. I'm going to go to them. And I'm going to explain to them my cost structure. And I'm going to explain how I can't do it. And that's what he did. So he set up an appointment, went to talk to the customer in person and laid out his, his argument. Look, here's what tires cost. Here's what this cost. Here's what that costs. You know, I can't haul it for any less than what I'm doing for. Well, they, they, um, they let him stay on at the uh, previous rate. They didn't cut his rate. They cut everybody else's and cut his. So he won the argument. So he gets to keep his customer and he gets to keep the rate. The last paragraph of the article was, he immediately went out and bought a brand new truck and traded his truck. in. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So that's how truck drivers think. Okay. So uh, I think that was an overdrive. Y'all want to look it up. So,
0: Well, I, I want to I re- reiterate for the record because, oh, and I've and I got something else I want to talk about too. Um, 2023 remains to be the safest, most prosperous, most exciting time to be alive in all of human history. It's never been better than it is today. It's going to get better from here. But my wife was telling me, well, she, oh, she went to get her hair done today. And so she's sitting there in the chair and Lay's got the news on. Well, we we don't consume corporate news in our house. It's never on. We, not Fox News, not CNN, not, not any of it. Um. So when you are exposed to it occasionally, it's like this. It's like Fingernails on a chalkboard. She was telling me she's like, I couldn't believe the nonsense and stupidity that was, and it was the local news. It wasn't even one of the nationals. It was just, and and that's worse. I think the local news is so much worse. Um, but people are so easily triggered today. And one of the things that Larry's experience has taught me about running a trucking business, especially. Um, is is thinking about all the things that you don't have to do to run a business in trucking. Your marketing budget is $0. Your advertising budget, $0. Your effort to go out and get freight and customers, especially if you're leased to a carrier, is absolutely 0 Except to the extent where you just build relationships and not be a jackass, right? You show up on time and, and do what you're supposed to do. But this Bud Light, Budweiser thing that's going around right now, and everybody is all tore up about what's his, what's her name, or his name, or whatever. You mean the Queen of Beers? <laughs> yeah. Well, here's what's <laughs> fascinating about that, and I and I was reminded of this because Adam Curry talked about this on the No Agenda show yesterday. Um, Adam Curry built the first website for Budweiser and Eisenhower Bush Bud Light bud bud.com or budweiser.com and budlight.com Uh when he left mtv this so this was probably late late 90s he was on the he was in the in the mix when they came up with the born on date because mm-hmm. they figured out they could use the, the the barcode to figure out when the beer was made and so that was the very beginnings of the budweiser born on date so you could tell when your when your beer was born even though it's not mm-hmm. beer it's water. Um, so it reminded me of a story that Dale Earnhardt Jr. told a few years back because uh, he was the Budweiser guy from, what, 2000 to uh, 2008 or something. And somebody asked him, well, why didn't you ever run a Bud Light car? And he said, oh, no, no, no. Budweiser and Bud Light, is a it's a very, very bitter rivalry uh, up against those two brands. They're under the same company. But you, you don't you don't mix those streams, you don't you don't mix Budweiser and Bud Light when it comes to branding because they're very, very territorial about their branding. Mm-hmm. Please understand that in the marketing and advertising world, and all those people on Madison Avenue that make more in a month than most of y'all make in a year, nothing is accidental. They did not put that person on that can not knowing what the outcome would be. They knew exactly what the outcome would be. And that's why they did it because I have, I have heard with my ears that brand name more times in the last five days than I probably had heard it in the last five years. Why is that? Because you dumb sons of bitches are so triggerable. They play you like a fiddle. They know how to manipulate your in, your emotions. They know how to manipulate your prejudices or whatever it is, because there's no such thing as bad press people. They knew exactly what they were doing with, and they don't care about the plight of transgender people. Come on now. You think Bud Light and Budweiser gives a damn about anybody except selling beer? They want to sell beer. Please stop being so damn triggered all the damn time. Well, they care about certain kind of horses. Well, Clydesdale horses Clydesdale, and, and yeah. green money. They they care yeah. about money, but that here's the point. Here's why I'm bringing this up. When you are emotional, you <laughs> are irrational. Oh, Piss what? Yeah,
1: yeah that's true.
0: <laughs> when you are emotional, you are irrational. So when you say things that you you start believing stuff that you think, like. Well, the brokers, the rates haven't changed. The broker's keeping 75% of the rate. Do you think the customers are that stupid? If you were a shipper right now, having all the access, you, all the digital access to all the information, if you're a shipper right now, are you going to be like, sure, I'm going to keep writing $5 a mile checks. Y'all get the trucks to haul it for a buck fifty and keep the money. It's okay. Are we really that stupid in, in the United States of America in 2023 right now? Come on, y'all. Well, you asked emotionally cold
1: carbonated piss water. Wow, tell us what you really think about it. (sighs) Uh, there was a question there, Uh, Joshua. The the Coronado, we consider the Coronado a semi uh, aerodynamic truck, it in the FLD or. You know they're 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 not as bad as a classic, but they're not as good as a cor- as a Columbia. Um, so it's kind of there is a there is a give up there in aerodynamics. Um, you know I'm not going to say a mile per gallon because that's what a difference between a
0: classic and would be, but I would say somewhere in a half mile per gallon is probably what you're going to. Now do. that that mm. truck that nobody wants to talk about. Was that was a Coronado that Kevin was messed up mixed up in a few years back? Yeah. They went to the extent extent of taking the stacks off of that truck, right? right?
1: They put them. They they took they took the stacks and the filter. uh didn't have filter the stacks and no. put them in. But uh, put them behind the uh, behind the cab, yeah, and that helped it. So sure, yeah. But I mean, look, it's it's not horrible, but it's it's not as good. You know, the sloped hood is definitely more aerodynamic. You know. Um, the good thing about the Coronado is all of them pretty much are because of the way the tanks are and stuff, you know, you got kind of automatic fairings down the side that helps, but those exhaust stacks really, really hurt it, you know, so, Mm. but you, you can move them. I mean, there's, it was pretty expensive to do the body work and everything to move them, but you can move them to the back, you know, but you know, people buy those trucks for their looks, not for anything else, pretty much so. Uh, it's a, listen, it's a nice, tra- you know, the, the thing about the Coronado is all the body parts fit, fit the Columbia, except for the hood, you know, uh, it's really not that different except for the, except the hood.
0: Yeah. And the thing where the FLD loses is not, it doesn't lose on aerodynamics as much as it loses in practicality because FLD parts are getting harder to come by. Yeah. Right. Really hard. The, the reason the Century and the Columbia win when you check all the different boxes is they are aerodynamic. Of course, you can make them as unaerodynamic as you want to.
1: Our oh, friend yeah. south
0: of the border proved that to us. yeah yeah he can um, but it's the practicality. It's it's the ease of of operation, the ease of working on them. Um, that that the the Century Columbia platform, the C one twenty, that's where it wins. It because it wins in every single box that you can check. The FLD is not terribly less aerodynamic. Um, It is less aerodynamic, but it's not terrible. But it's finding parts for it. You know, interior pieces, the doors, the all that. I've got a friend that's that loves. He's got a beautiful classic and he's done a lot of custom work to it but he's literally had to fabricate his own parts because of trying to find the aftermarket's not um uh the aftermarket's not responded to the FLD the way it has the other trucks and so it's it's just and when listen again we're back to what's our target audience new owner operator buying their first truck right you want to you want to establish your trucking business to where it has the fundamentals, to where it can survive this market, and you want to go write a check for a $200,000 square-nosed Peterbilt, rather more power to you. But when it's your first truck, it needs to be practical, it needs to be efficient, and it needs to be reliable. That's it. Pretty's not on there. Comfortable's not on there. Within reason, but you can put a nice seat in one for 700 bucks.
1: Well, and it all comes down to the cost per mile thing. I mean, that, that's the bottom line here, you know, operating at a cost per mile and and there is a give up because of the semi aerodynamics. I mean, there's, there's definitely a give up, whatever it is. The thing about that is it doesn't go away. You can't, you can't, you can't fix it. You can't undo it. Every mile that truck drives, it gives up probably half mile per gallon. I'm going to guess, you know? Um, and so you just write that off. You know, you're never going to recover that. Uh, so when you, um, you know, when you compare it to the Columbia century, you know, whatever the life of that truck is for you, uh, uh the hundred and 125,000 miles that you drive it a year times a half a mile per gallon, that number is just a, it just is to give up, you know, you, 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 you can't get it back. So that's, that's the thing that, 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 that's the, that's the hard no for us on that is because you did, we just want to, we want to give away that much profit, uh, because of a, you know, a hood, you know, basically, so.
0: Um, here's here's a here's a great comment from Phil. If you cut out every product from every company that doesn't hold your values, you're not going to be able to purchase anything, right? Um, and that that's when you're they don't care. They don't care. Okay. So if you want to drink piss water, go get some Budweiser. You know, um, if that's what you like. But please stop with all this nonsense um here's a good question every time y'all add on a new truck does that truck need a new contract or does it fall under the contract you already have it falls under the truck contract. larry is the bco there's one bco and every time we add a truck he just adds a what's that an addendum is that we you're, you're just adding a basically yeah a page. yeah it's, it's an addendum yeah we it, ch- it changes one page out of 65 in the
1: in the uh in the <clears throat> lease agreement so we just now, add equipment so here's
0: this is interesting uh dave dave and rocky have been going back and forth in the comment section about somebody that posted a michelin chart in a group mm, um it. okay well so here's where it got to uh they put a michelin chart and it. it shows to run super singles as low as 75 psi now in i think it was in our when we did we had Mike. yeah mike beckett addresses this okay remember that when you if i walk out to the driveway and look at my ram 1500 pickup truck it's going to say maximum pressure okay and it's going to have a number i think it's 48 whatever but on a big truck tire it says maximum load at a pressure okay so mike does a masterful job of going through that chart because there are different pressures for different loads and so he explains much better than I'm about to, but he explains that with different load characteristics, the 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 tire could be up and down and it, but nobody's going to do that. Nobody is going to change the air pressure for all this stuff. What we're trying to get people to understand is that to get the maximum life out of those tires and to get the maximum fuel mileage out of those tires, crank them up as high as you can get them. 130 135 140 145 whatever it is <clears throat> that's the point this is an example of people trying to nitpick so they can go oh see he was wrong that's not the point The yes at 75 psi there's a maximum load for that tire at 75 psi and there's a maximum load for that tire at 120 and 130 and 140 it takes what 400 to blow the wheel 400 mm-hmm. psi 400. yeah yeah and the about
1: 650, 700 below the tire. So
0: yeah. So um but well, that's he- an example of these idiots that that will hear someone say something and if they can't understand it, they'll find something, oh see, I see I found it, he's wrong.
1: Let me tell you a spec that everybody ignores, okay? That tire is only rated that super thing is only rated to go sixty-five miles an hour. Do you know that? <clears throat> Now, nobody yep. talks about that one, you know? Oh, you know, let's pick out the one that we can, that doesn't mm-hmm. affect us and we can talk about that, but let's
0: not talk about the ones that,
1: you know, guys driving 75, 80 miles an hour down the road.
0: So here's, here's a good one. Um, uh, and this is, this varies by state. Um, I talked to a guy here in West Virginia, um, that does this for a fee. He'll help you get your automatic removed in Texas. To remove automatic restrictions, Now I haven't verified this. So one, please be telling the truth, make an appointment at your department of public safety office. You only need to take a manual truck, no trailer, no pre-trip, no maneuvers. All you're doing is a modified road test. Now that's not the case in West Virginia. You have to be truck trailer. You have to redo the pre-trip. I don't think you have to redo air brakes or any of their stuff, but you have to redo the pre-trip and you have to redo the road test in West Virginia. I don't know what the other states are. But if you did get suckered into getting an automatic transmission restriction on it, on your license, you need to get with your state and figure out how to get that removed.
1: Uh, uh, Craig James. Uh, yes, we do recommend the Michelin Linux Energy. I think it's gone to a D plus or D two or something. There's a recent iteration of it. Um but actually, if you can still find the Line Energy, these are actually a better roller resistance tire than the most recent one. So, absolutely. And it, um, the tire's <laughs> available in both a, the, the Line X Energy is the, is the dual
0: tire. The X1 Line X Energy is the single. So If Phil is still in the chat, he can address this one. If I understand, only heavy haulers change their air pressure in their tires, and I don't know a heavy hauler that runs super singles. They probably don't. We talked about this with Phil because the, you, when you get into the, um, the 16 plies, you can put more weight on a set of duels than you can on a single. If you have the axles to support if axles, it, but I don't, the axles I don't, I don't pressure. know about, uh, changing their air pressure. Phil, if Phil's still in the house, he can address that. Um, Uh, let's see. Any more comments? Well, I guess that's it. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Well, let's talk about uh, things upcoming. Uh, reset your mindset. 2023, and he swore he was never going to do again.
1: <laughs> well, we're, we're, we're changing the format, it.
0: I can tell you that.
1: <laughs> so <coughs> August 1920 in Hurricane West Virginia. We'll put out more information about it probably in June. It's, it's a little too early right now, but um, save the date. Mark it on your calendar. Um, we're going to be the same place we were last year, uh, which was a phenomenal. Uh, now that we're not going to have a wrestling match next door. So we, have get we the confirmed confirm that we have, okay. and we're we we have the whole place if we want it. So uh, we won't have to we won't have to move to a different place that night because of the wrestling match. So, um, uh, we're um, same hotel. There is truck parking there, so you can park your truck there. We've also got truck parking at the truck stop a couple miles away, and and we can accommodate your truck. So we'll we'll, we'll notify you more about it. We do have some. Uh, special guests come in this year. Um uh, and we'll, we'll let you know who those are as we firm these contracts up. Um, but I guess we can go ahead and tell one of them. We kind of got a, we kind of got a confirmation today that, yep. um, uh, Larry Cothran, uh, what's his name? Boogie. Is that his L-Boogie. nickname? Huh? Yeah. L Boogie. L Boogie. He will, he will be there, um, uh, that weekend. We've got some other people we've invited that are experts on different topics. So, um, so anyway, mark your, mark your, mark your counter and we'll do that again. Um, next Friday night, uh, we're going to have, have you, Is this confirmed with Dr. Jane?
0: Yeah, it is on 14. So
1: the, the lady who invented the catalyst, the chemist, uh, she's a PhD. Uh, we, we call her Dr. Jane, but she is going to be on the podcast next week. And we, you guys can ask her all the questions you want to, but she's going to talk about the catalyst and how it works and, you know, um, and she's a, she's a very very intelligent lady and um but she's also very very informative you know so be a great uh, be a great time for you guys to to question her about the catalyst so uh when can you buy tickets evan well we'll i don't we we'll we will announce it it'll be on the website when we get when we get everything nailed down but um we'll we'll have everything ready to go by
0: June so uh, I'll give everybody well the, of the benefit to being in the program is you get to come so
1: you don't really have to have a ticket to come, Evan. If you're in the program, you're going to, it's going to be part of your deal. So, um, yeah, don't worry about it. Um, what else we got?
0: we get, we got Donnie Baker comments in it, but I'm not, I'm not going to put those on the screen cause I don't want to get kicked off YouTube.
1: Who's Donnie Baker? <laughs>
0: it's a character. This guy, this comedian plays on Bob oh, and Tom. Okay. All uh, right. He's, he's awesome, but he'll get you yeah. turned off of YouTube.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah, we won't need that. So, so Craig was good to meet you. Um, we had a lot of people, especially at the, at the Landstar booth that uh, that first morning, man. We we, uh, we pretty much uh, uh we pretty much took over the Landstar booth. Uh, yeah, we walked up and they're like, "Where have y'all been?" We've been coming <laughs> we by were here. waiting for us when we got there, you know. We'd been over to the Landstar hospitality suite that morning for breakfast and got hung up over there and me dealing with that dickhead about the 1099. <laughs> um, and then I proceeded to stumble down the escalator after that.
0: Uh, <laughs> that was great.
1: So, um, I think one of my guys pushed me, you know, mm-hmm. Richie, I think Richie pushed me down the escalator. Um, um, but,
0: uh, I don't know if we got to talk cause with the internet issues, but there, there was an agent there. Uh, Brandon who, uh, gave the talk in the, who sets the rate, mm-hmm. um, s- seminar. And, uh, and he did a, he did a really good job of trying to talk sense to a, a room full of people that didn't have any. Um, but there, there was surprisingly, there was a couple of people that stood up and, uh, um, uh, said some stuff. And then there was others that were like, you know, th- they got, they got applause, you know, for being like, if you don't know how to run a business, it's your fault. Uh, here we go. Uh, Phil has checked in. Super singles are fine for oversized, but not for overweight. Some States pay strict attention to the weight ratings on tires. As far as air pressure, the more pressure, the better. So there you have it.
1: Um, yeah, there, you know, there's the first two people, you know, they were just waiting, you know, for the, for the mic to be handed to them. And all they want to do is talk about how do you, do you brokers and and they always call the agents brokers. Okay. Do you all the, 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 the nexus of their comments was, do you all know what it costs us to operate a truck? And I wanted so bad to stand up and yell who the fuck cares. Okay. No, they don't know. And don't nor order, do they care, you know, right. But I couldn't, I had to, you know, I had to, you know, keep my, my good nature and my good reputation intact. And so, I'd sit there and listen to that, but, but the rest, the rest of the room, uh, basically did the same thing, but they did it in a much more subtle way by, by plotting people who had the opposite, um, you know, point of view, yeah. like, look, you know, y- your cost is your cost. Okay. That, that wasn't, that wasn't, you know, uh, that wasn't given to you by an agent or a customer that was completely your decision, you know? Um, I kicked a little hornet's nest on one of the Landstar groups this week about the very same thing. There was a guy on there talking about, you know, um, his, the price of his truck and all this kind of stuff. And, and, and you know, I, I, um, and I said, so, wait a minute. So, the agents have to guarantee uh, your success based on the decisions that you made. Is that what you're asking for? Because that's mm. what they're asking. I mean, just call it what it is. They want right. somebody to guarantee them a rate because they spent money on a truck, you know? Um, and, uh, you know, that's obviously, you know, crazy, but that's, but, but when you get desperate, that's what you do, you know? Um, and it, it's going to get more desperate as, as the, as the toilet bowl swirls, you know? Uh, it's, it's, um, it's kind of comical in a way, you know, I'm, I'm well, sorry, but it kind of,
0: let, let's remind everybody, I'm going to put this, this graphic back up just to remind everybody. All right. This uh, this carrier population, um, what goes up must come down. Okay, and and of all this big capacity that started in the middle of 2020 and and carried up through 2022, it's going away. Yeah, it has um, to. and and unfortunately, um, that means heartache for some people. It's going to mean uh, difficulty. And and bankruptcy and repossession and, and, and it's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of bad stuff happening. And I'm not celebrating that, but it's just going to happen and there's nothing that's gonna stop it. Um and once that happens, the rates will stabilize, they'll probably be in the two fifty to three twenty-five range, um, once it stabilizes out. Um, but if you need three fifty to survive. It's not going to happen, yeah. uh, especially over the next few months. It could get, but, and here's the other thing that I, the, the point I wanted to try to make. When I got to that buck 54, the rates can't really go any lower than that. Okay. I know you think they can because you, uh, you know, you're going to make some derogatory statement about somebody that wasn't born here and say, oh, they'll hold it for 80 cents. They can't, They they might be able to temporarily they might be able to for one day okay but fuel costs 58 cents a gallon it doesn't my, i'm sorry 58 cents a mile somewhere between 58 and 65 depending on how your truck runs um you've got to pay maintenance you've got to pay fuel you've got to pay a driver the rates cannot go much lower than about $2 but that's going to wipe out about 75% of those people in that upper bracket we can make it on that they can't now we're not taking the wheelbarrows full of money to the bank like we used to. Um, but we've been in business for, well, at Landstar for 10 years and probably will be another 10 years. So I see no reason to leave. No, there is no
1: reason to leave. <clears throat> although people give me a reason every day because they talk about how how much we're giving away by by giving Lancer all of our money. Um, I've, yet, I've yet to be able to put the math to that, so I can't make that work. <coughs> speaking of
0: uh, authority, we have a comment from Luke. Okay. Uh, good evening, Lunatics. I had a question about brokers ceasing to exist. Can you go a little bit more in depth? Why is that so? I feel like brokers are crucial to some shippers. They are. Okay. Let me try to put this into five minutes. Okay. Let's go back to 1980 Motor Carrier Act of 1980 happens. The industry is deregulated, meaning there was no more, there was no more board in the government that set it that set the rates that decided, okay, well this, this rate from here to here is going to be this much. The market was deregulated and so the market could set the rates. Well, up to that point, a lot of companies had private fleets. I remember when I was a kid, Kroger had their own trucks. They no longer own trucks. Um, There was a Shoney's restaurant had their own trucks. Um, Big Bear was a local grocery store. They had their own trucks. Well, when deregulation came along and it was no longer necessary for them to own their own trucks, hire their own drivers, have all the maintenance and the payroll and all the stuff that was involved in owning a fleet. They could now use the capacity of people that had trucks and trailers. And so there was where the broker was kind of born, right? As we understand it today, because the shipper just wants to move their freight. So how can they do that? They could hire somebody and put them in an office and their job is to go find um, for uh, trucks or they could get an agent or a broker or someone uh, where they could pick up the phone and say, I need a truck on Thursday, find me a truck, okay? So you created the middleman. You had the shipper that has the freight. You have the, the carrier that has the truck. You need somebody to connect them together. And then as we got up into the 90s, the 3PL, third-party logistics world was born. And so what we have done is digitized the dog turd. We have We have refined a bad way of doing business with all these intermediaries, but they were at one time necessary. Well, because the blockchain was born in 2008, and if you have not read, go go Google the Bitcoin white paper. It's very easy to find. It's not very long. Go Google the Bitcoin white paper, and you will, you'll understand the principles of why blockchain was created. It came as a result of the housing market and the financial markets. But blockchain is a way for two people to be connected in a way that is safe for both of them because the transactions exist everywhere all the time. There's not a central location like YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Landstar. C.H. Robinson, everybody has these little centralized units and everything has to go through that centralized point. Blockchain allows for decentralization, not only of freight, but of energy, but of money, markets. And so I 100% believe that the global financial system as we know it today will not exist the transportation systems that we have today will not exist I can't tell you when I don't know if it's a year or two years or five years or ten but if you'll go and understand what blockchain is take crypto and set it to the side I mean blockchain can't exist without crypto can't exist without crypto crypto can't exist without blockchain but the point of it is is, the ability for us to communicate and trade freely without a central authority or an intermediary so as i get these these guys that i've met with truck coin swap and we start talking we, and we can't do like one episode we're going to have to do multiple episodes uh because there like there's one guy who haul's freight i mean i'm sorry haul's fuel up near new york city and everything he does is on blockchain it's completely decentralized so it's not something that has to be created from concept. It already exists, and it's already being utilized. Now, the, the, the people that are benefiting who are the intermediaries right now, they're going to fight like hell, but it's a losing proposition. They'll never win because a decentralized model is, is 10,000 times better than what we have now. Because we're so used to what we have now, It's hard for us to say, think that there's something better, Um, but it's going to be, it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be amazing. Again, 2023 is the safest, most prosperous, exciting time to live in all of human history. So stop looking in the rearview mirror and thinking about the good old days and how it used to be better back in the day. It was not. It was never better back in the day. You think it was, but it wasn't. So there's very very exciting things coming, um, and and I don't know, like I don't know what that means for Landstar. I don't know what it means for JB Hunt. I don't I don't know. But if you look at what Uber did, uh, kind of, I mean, Uber is centralized, but what Uber did was connect people that already had assets a car to people that needed a ride and it gave them a way to connect it was still a centralized platform and everything had to go through uber and we saw in 2020 uber could still get in and tell you you had to wear a mask and all this bullshit um but there is coming a day when there will not need to be an intermediary between a shipper and a truck that's where we're headed that's that's the that's the that's where we're going to. So I don't know. Will carriers exist I, as they do today? Probably not. I mean, the the reason that we are at Landstar rather than anywhere else is because their centralized system is so good. It provides us risk management. It provides us cost management and 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 cost effectiveness and efficiency. All these benefits that we get from being at Landstar that we can't get being on our own the question will be is if technology comes along and gives us that same risk protection and efficiency, I don't need Landstar. So, um, it's complicated, but it's coming.
1: Well, it's so inefficient. You know, I mean, there's empty trucks everywhere, you know, and, and, the, the blockchain is going to be contingent upon the connectivity between the shipper and the truck. The truck's there because the GPS did that. Now yeah. it's getting the shipper involved. And that's what these uh, companies like Convoy and Lane mm-hmm. Access, that's what they're doing right now, is they're trying to replace the broker with um, digital or matched, matched uh, um, um, freight. And, and eliminating the broker, they still don't have the blockchain as far as guaranteeing the security of the transaction. Yeah, um, that's still not there yet, you know. Um, but it will it will be it it, will, it it's coming. It's just a matter of getting it.
0: You know. I don't remember exactly what the number is, but it's something like eighty percent. I believe it's eighty <clears> percent <throat> of the U.S. dollars that are in existence today were created in the last two years. Um, so I would I would encourage you, again, read the Bitcoin white paper. There's a fantastic series on YouTube by a guy named Mike Maloney called The Hidden Secrets of, of Money and Currency or something like that. It's kind of a cheesy title. But it gives you an amazing history on money and currency, what money and currency is and why it exists and it gives you a historical lesson from the Romans up through the 20th century to now. Um, the federal government is trying to come up with a a digital dollar right now. It's going to be a disaster. Um, but when you think about $2 doesn't buy what it did 24 months ago, you know, inflation is a whole lot worse than what they than what they'll admit. Um, but right now, you need to be studying Austrian economics. You need to be studying in crypto. You need to be studying in blockchain um, and history, right? And, and not the history you got in your government school textbook either. Um, uh, because the one thing about human history is it, it ends up repeating itself a lot of times. Um, there's, there, there's not a lot different of what's happening today socially and economically as what happened at the end of the Roman empire. Um, it's, it's very, very similar. Um, but go read about it, you know, turn off the television and for all God, for the love of all this good and kind turn off the news and read a book. And don't be distracted by
1: the the Chinese and the TikTok, And, uh, don't be distracted by the government trying to talk you out of having crypto. You know, there's a reason for both of those, and it's not anything close to what they're making you try to believe. So yeah, you know, because they fear, I, but, they fear the decentralization because once that happens, they have no power.
0: So, so Sonny says, doesn't someone have to be in the middle to regulate payment? No, no, that's what the no, blockchain that, does. That's that's the beauty if you'll understand blockchain um, and a decentralized ledger of of blockchain you'll understand that that's what fixes it yeah is is it it gives you that ability to um reconcile that transaction um in a way that is it, it's um it's called uh, uh, gosh I forgot the name listen there's a lot of terms um but it gives you it gives us the ability um well okay freaking PayPal all right we sell products on our website ops catalyst and so when i set up the website through squarespace one of our options was stripe and so for hell two years we sold stuff on stripe and all of a sudden we get a message um yeah your business is violating our community guidelines um so you can't you can't take payments for stripe anymore for catalyst okay well what's the other option paypal Okay. So, well, let's we moved everything to PayPal. So then somebody bought an OPS and like, well, we're going to hold your money for 21 days and uh, we got to make sure that you're not doing whatever. Um, have we ever, do, do we ever get money from them yet? Or are we still? Okay. Um, Listen, the, the whole point of, of of freedom and liberty is to be able to have a willing consumer and a willing producer. And if those two agree, it's nobody else's business. So what I would love to see in a completely blockchain based transportation management system is when I pick up a trailer and they seal that trailer and they lock it somehow with a digital encrypted uh, lock. And somebody says, what's in the trailer? I don't know. None of your business. I don't know what's in the trailer. Um, so unless you want to get out a torch and you want to cut that door open, you're not getting inside. Well, it's my duty. To, it doesn't matter. It's none of your business, just like these numb nuts that are at Congress right now, that want broker transparency because they want to know what the broker's being paid by the shipper. Well, guess what, sweetheart? It's none of your business. What the shippers paying the broker, you're not the broker. The broker has a customer. You have a customer. Broker's your customer, by the way. But it's none of your business what their deal is. You don't need to know. It's none of your business what I make. It's none of your business what Larry makes. Mind your own business, and you'll be a lot happier. So, But when you have the advanced levels of encryption that you can get with blockchain, you can point to a transaction and say, yep, that's me, and that's it. And you can prove between the only two people that matter, the producer and the consumer, everybody else can pound sand and jump in the lake because it's none of their business. Um, and that's that's what privacy is. That's what freedom is, is the ability for me to go do whatever I want, whenever I want, with whomever I want. And it's none of your damn business what I did, where I did it, how I did it. And 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 so when not if when we have a currency or currencies that are also completely unregulated and decentralized, um, well, good luck chasing the money because you can't see it. You can't regulate what you can't <clears throat> find.
1: Uh, the the shipper can't decide not to pay once the transaction has happened. The payment's already done. So right. That that's the thing. It, it's secure. Nobody can cha- Nobody can change it. Nobody can cancel it. Nobody can undo it. Once you shake hands digitally. In, in blockchain the transaction is done it, 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 it's already happened and it's in if you understand blockchain no one person can ever get to it you know right. it, it is what what's the word Chris what's the one what, what is the word when nothing when it's not um, non-fungible mutable immutable immutable, immutable, immutable. It, yes so it,
0: it eliminates
1: that it, it, there's no reason for it and, and I, the transaction I, the,
0: is secure from the time that you say yes. Yeah. Right. Because like, like there, there are smart contracts. Okay. So the way an example, the way a, smart, a smart contract could be executed is you show up to pick up the load. And the terms of the contract are when you cross the geo fence and you arrive at the receiver, you're paid done, right? It's an instantaneous transaction based on the proof that the load was delivered. And, and so there's not a bank, there's not a middleman. There's not anybody that can say, you know, like the problems that we had at, uh, in California, um, when California legalized marijuana sales, cannabis, a bunch of banks said, oh, well, well you can't bank with us because the federal government says marijuana still legal, illegal, even though the state said that it is legal because of federal banking laws. The banks wouldn't let or they've done it with ammunition. They've done it with pornography. They've done it with prostitutes, whatever it is, whatever kind of vice and they'll say oh well y'all y'all can decide that it's legal between you but we're going to we're going to cut you off at the bank well when there's no bank when the money or the value is transferred directly from the person paying the service to you with no middleman let them try to stop you you know because it, it it's a decentralized immutable ledger so if you imagine we got 46 people in here imagine everybody had a paper ledger all 46 of us Okay, and a transaction takes place and everybody writes that transaction down. Okay. And then we write the next transaction down and the next transaction down. Well, in order to change that blockchain, you have to go back and change every block in every ledger. Well, imagine if there's a billion nodes, the bigger the the bigger the chain gets, the harder it is to to corrupt. Because now you've got to go change every single block. And once it's locked into a block five blocks back, well, you got to change everything after it. It's not possible. So that's why it's really important right now to understand the technology, the basics of it. You don't have to become a PhD level expert on blockchain, but you do need to understand that it gives us humans the ability to conduct transactions across political borders. You know, you you I mean, imagine I ordered a, a box. Okay, here's a box. All right. It shows up. Where'd it come from? None of your business. What's in it? None of your business. Where'd it come from? None of your business. What you gonna do with it? What are you gonna do with it? None of your business. None of your business. Somebody freely and voluntarily of their own will sent me this box, and what in it is none of your damn business. Pound sand. That's the future of blockchain.
1: <clears throat> now, expect expect you know, the government to push back on this, just like they are on TikTok, just like they are on, you know, um, everything, you know, crypto, everything else that, that threatens the centralization. There's right. going to be a, 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 uh, an attempt to, 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 um, you know, uh, <coughs> attach it to something that is, that is unpopular. Uh, in, in order to stop it. Because again, it, it, the, the only thing that they have that makes them powerful is the control and they're, listen, they're not going to go down without a fight. So, uh, Mm -hmm. it's, um, it, it's, it's, it's very exciting for us. It's scary if you're, if you're in the government, um, (laughs) but my, my
0: favorite was, my favorite was what's her name? That Senator from, um. Elizabeth Warren said that a single blockchain transaction takes more energy than it does to run your house in a year. <laughs> I mean, what an idiot! Um, but they know that there are people that will listen to her and believe everything that she says, just like they'll believe everything Trump or whoever said. You know, um, if they'll say it, it must be true. Um, and so they'll fight by, oh well, cryptocurrencies only for criminals and drug dealers and. Um, listen y'all look through history. Uh, the only, the, the people that brought about freedom were never the rule followers. It was always the disobedient always in every case. So, <clears throat> well, we've gone two hours and five minutes. We've stirred up <clears throat> all kind of stuff now.
1: Um, in the last 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, uh, d- but you, but, but educate yourself, you prepare, you know, um, and, and and look, the the broker is not required right now. It's a convenience, okay? If you're a shipper and you've got to ship stuff out and you don't have a traffic department, the broker is who you pay to become your traffic department. You know, it 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 it, it makes the the, the location of of, of of trucks. It takes it off the shipper and puts it onto somebody else. Now, and let's ta- let's ta- let's be honest about this transparency thing, okay? You didn't hear about this in 2021 when everybody's getting six and eight eight bucks a mile, okay? Nope. Nobody gave a rat's ass about it, okay? Nope. The only reason it's important right now is because the business model fails. Right. So when the business model fails, I'm going to attack somebody else's business model because I need their money. Yep. You know? I mean, look at it for what it is. It's not The broker has a business model just like the truck has a business model. They're two separate things. They're both done by choice. Okay. A broker chose to be a broker. A trucker chose to be a, a trucker. Okay. It would be just like in, in another business, I can't make it. So I'm going to go over here to a completely different industry and go, okay, tell me what your profit margin is. I need some of that because I can't make it. You know, and that, that's what we're doing here. That's all this transparency thing is, is a desperate attempt for failing owner operators to be able to take money from somebody else that they don't, that they don't deserve. Right. The, it's like the broker didn't earn the money because they set it home. You know. Um we talk At are we talk, you know, we had we, you know, the 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 BCO gets paid sixty five percent. The agent on average gets paid seven and a half percent. So when that clown stood up in that meeting and goes, Do you know what it costs me to drive a truck? I so bad wanted to say, Yeah, that's why you're getting sixty five percent of the transaction. And the guy over here that has very little cost is only getting seven. You know. Yeah. But You know, we don't, you know, we can't see it
0: that way because again, the desperation of a failed business. So, well, and, and again, he, he hit it right on the head. The shipper has two options, have their own shipping department, which comes with payroll and benefits and, um, all the cost of having a department and an employee, or they could pay someone outside that has all of those costs, a commission, people, brokers work on commission and the average commission according to every metric I've ever seen is around 15%. If you are so stupid that you think that the shipper is still writing a check for $10,000 and the brokers get keeping 7,500 of it and giving you 2,500 that's insane. It's not even logical. Of course logic is something we're not allowed to do here in, in Uh, in the United States, but they get a commission. So when the rates drop, so does their commission, right? Now, if you're just an idiot and you call them up and you'll move a a lane for a thousand bucks when they're getting paid 1,500, that's your fault, not theirs. You got to know how to negotiate. The problem is all these jokers and that guy, the, the, the hunger strike guy, said in his TikTok video, we're going to restart a movement that started in 2020. And I went, hmm. So you started in 2020, but then you didn't, you put your movement on hold in 21 and 22 when you were making money hand over fist. But now we've got to restart the movement. The movement was necessary in 2021. It was only, I mean, 21, 22. The movement was necessary in 20 when the market was down. And now the movement's necessary again in 2023, but it wasn't necessary in 21, 22. You know, they're just, I, idiots. I, I
1: wonder if the brokers wanted transparency in 2021 about what your cost was <laughs> right. when you were, at, when you were holding in for ransom. Right. You know, it, again, guys, it it, 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 this is so immature, you know, um, Josh, we had the lane access president, our CEO on our podcast, uh, I think back, back around a hundred or something like that. If you want to look it up. Yeah. And, uh, um, so, uh, it was an interesting thing. All right, guys, it's, uh, yeah. we've been, we've been over, we've been over a couple hours. It's late. You guys need to get some rest. Uh, I need to finish drinking my bourbon and, uh, we love you, but, uh, I don't love you that much. Okay. So, yeah. uh, uh, we'll see we'll you in, next Friday night. Uh, we'll be live from West Virginia and we'll have Dr. Jane on. So get your questions ready about max mileage. Okay. And Cause she'll um, be able to answer. Yeah, and we're looking forward to it. So really, really, really smart, smart lady. So and nice very nicely so well (laughs) chris anything else you got
0: no no i'm i'm ready to try to resurrect my desk from the destruction of earlier and um we'll talk to y'all next friday Uh,
1: well a couple things we haven't said it yet but you know pittsburgh power course is our primary sponsor we've had the banner up but obviously guys uh, we appreciate you giving them a call and letting them know about the the, you know thanking them for being on the podcast um but we um, we're winding down our our first year with them, and we want to renew. So we would appreciate you guys letting them know that you appreciate them sponsoring the podcast. So be sure to do that. One other thing I want to mention, and Chris, you might have to help me look this up, but you guys know about Carl, and um, and Carl, you know, is 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 having some health issues, and he's on a he's on a list for a lung transplant. Um, they need to raise about twenty five grand uh, to get on that list, and to and to get this process started, they have a crowdfunding um, um, thing set up on Facebook. Well, I think Chris is trying to find it right now. But you know, if you guys can throw a couple, uh, you know, a couple of bucks on there, whatever you can afford, um, I know that they really, really would appreciate it and need it. And uh, you know, Carl is whether you've used him or not, you've used his knowledge because that's what we talk about, you know, all the time. And so, um, if you feel it in your in your heart to help out um, Carl and Nikki, uh, we, we really do appreciate it. So, um, with that, uh, we'll, um, we'll
0: call it a weekend. So Chris, that, that's on Facebook, right? No, that's it's GoFundMe. Um, I've got it in our, in our TikTok bio in the, um, in the, the, what's that called? The, uh, Lincoln bio beacons link. Uh, there's a link to it. Um, they've okay. got to, they've got to say they've got to have $25,000 raised, um, before he he can go up there, so and and get the the transplant, he's got to have a double lung transplant. So, uh, they're at eighty eight seventy five now, and they need twenty five thousand. So, um,
1: so on, let's uh, let's show a lot of lunatic support there, gang, and and help him out. Appreciate it, okay. All right. So, um, all right. Well, have a great week. Be careful out there. We'll talk to you next Friday, okay. All right. Thanks see for y'all. thanks for listening, okay.